Welcome to the Energy with Ellie podcast. I'm Ellie and I am on a mission to get more women and specifically mums feeling confident, energetic and strong. This is a place for all my coaching clients, be it one-to-one or in my group coaching and just anyone who wants to listen to me blabber on. So without further ado, because long introductions are super annoying, here's today's episode. Good morning. You are listening to my midweek episode, which is usually just me rambling on about stuff that may help you. Um, It's a day late. I don't know whether anybody would even notice. I'd set myself a sort of invisible target of doing it every Wednesday as a midweek thing. Um, But yesterday I just did not feel good at all. I was really hot and really fatigued and did not have any motivation, which is ironic because today that's what I'm going to be talking about. Um, So I am practicing what I preach and yesterday wasn't perfect, but I'm not going to let it slip by another day without doing what I said I would do because the moment I let it slip, I start making excuses um, and it's just never going to get done. So I'm here as usual, leaning into my own discomfort for the benefit of others and myself and I'm just doing it. So yeah, we're talking about motivation and the impact it has on us, how to deal with it when we don't have it, how to get it back, and actually, do we even need it at all? So, um, the actual definition of motivation is a reason for acting in a certain way. And my personal interpretation of it is doing something when you feel like it, being in the right place at the right time and doing stuff when it feels easy, when you're high vibing, when you are just feeling ready, when you're ripe. Um, and I'm going to talk about, yeah, what, what happens when your stars are not aligning and you are not in the right place. It is not the right time. You do not feel like doing it and it feels really hard and you are definitely low frequency with your vibes. And yeah, how do we then dig ourselves out of this rut and get on with it? Um, And I think the problem is, one of the main problems, is that we think that all those things have to align before we take action in anything. And I think that the understanding of that is what differentiates people who get on with it and do it and the people that don't and you know there are different areas of our lives where we will not need the motivation to act because we have built systems maybe unintentional ones for example do you clean your teeth twice a day I hope so so the answer is yes do you always feel like cleaning your teeth maybe not when you're really tired um yeah sometimes you just may not want to maybe you just want to go to sleep but you do it because otherwise you know that you're gonna teeth your teeth are gonna be really furry when you wake up in the morning and you are 
going to be very overwhelmed by the smell of your own breath um, and taste like you've been neck and turds, which is not nice. I mean, that even happens sometimes when I clean my teeth. <laughs> but never mind, too much information. So yeah, you it's not going to be in every aspect of your life. And I suppose I am mainly focused on the fat loss side of things and building uh, exercise into your daily routine without fail, um, as that is what I coach people towards. But it's also for anything, like I am recording this episode as much for myself because like I said, I did not really want to do this because I was a day behind. I just want to go for a run. This was not in my schedule today. This was a yesterday thing in my diary. And lo and behold, it's Thursday. So my stars were not in alignment. This was not what I wanted to do, but I told myself I'd do it, so I'm doing it. Um, So yeah, if we only ever did the things that we wanted to do when we felt like it, I just don't think things would get done. Your house would be a mess. There would be laundry everywhere because putting clothes away, especially small clothes, is the worst. You probably wouldn't have a job because... If you just work in a regular job that you don't actually enjoy, how many times do you get up and think, hell yeah, I'm going to work today. I love it. Not very often. You wouldn't go. Your lawn would be overgrown. See, that is where I am today. My, our lawn is disgusting because I don't feel like doing it, but it needs doing. I will do it soon because it just looks really messy. Um, so things just wouldn't get done if we only acted when we felt ready and our lives would be messy and disorganized and chaotic. So we have to figure out how to change that because it's just not really good enough if you actually want to do things with your life. Um, I think we can all agree that when we first start something, so you start a diet, you have a new workout plan from your coach, you've started a new job, anything. It is new and it is exciting and you are naturally motivated because you've made a change. You, my friend, are riding at the top of that wave. You know, imagine a picture of a wave. You are up there, you are cruising, vibing. Everything just feels good because you've made a change. You have diverted off course and you feel great. And then maybe a week, maybe two weeks if we're being generous on your new diet, or six months if you're in a job, or four weeks if your workouts, you're probably going to come crashing back down again because you are not going to be up there that long. It could be anything, couldn't it? It could be one bad night's sleep, which led to, I don't know, a whole packet of hobnobs. You could have done something wrong at work, or it's just not what you thought it would be, or you stepped on the scales and uh, they've gone up, even though you were doing everything right, you have nailed everything. No, you've now gained loads of weight. And suddenly your motivation has just fallen off the cliff edge. You have sunk right back down. You've come crashing back down again. Like you do not feel good. (laughs) How do you move forwards? How do I get it back? I like to think of of it in two different ways. You have like the um, focused or in, zoomed in 
version of like motivation and also like the bigger picture. Um, we'll talk about the bigger picture in a bit because that's a little bit more complicated and involves you looking inwards. And we can talk about the close-up ones. They're kind of easy, but also not, I suppose. Um, but it is quite important to understand that you can't always make it come back. I mean, you can try with all the will in the world, but sometimes you are just not going to be motivated because deep down you don't, maybe you don't actually want it. Or you just are too tired to muster up any energy. Um, but you can create it yourself. But sometimes only after you've actually done the thing that you don't want to do. Because not only does getting results get you motivation, doing the things that you said you were going to do, even when you don't want to do them, gives you confidence and confidence gives you motivation, which gives you confidence. And, and I could get stuck on a loop. And so you can create it yourself. So let's say it's the end of the day and you told yourself on Monday or Sunday night when you were doing your end of week reflection, ready to go into the next seven days, you said, I'm going to work out four times a week or um, I'm going to get my 10,000 steps every single day because I don't want to be average. I want to be better than that. And it's nine o'clock at night. I hope you're considering going to bed and your steps are at 8,000. And you're like, you, you're at a crossroads here. You can either choose to go to bed or you can choose to do what you said you were going to do. And now at nine o'clock at night, we have some, you know, things to consider whether it is it worth it. But I can almost guarantee that if you do something to go and get your 2,000 steps, whether it is going out in your garden and skipping or mm, jogging, going for a walk, something, you will feel way better about yourself when you wake up in the morning. Because let's be honest, it's not going to take you that long. So going to bed at 9 or 9.30, if we're using that specific instance, you're going to feel better about yourself in the morning hands down, because you said you were going to do your 10,000 steps, lo and behold, you've done them. Now, let's say you didn't do them, which in the grand scheme of things, long-term picture, it's fine. It doesn't really make a difference. But let's say you don't do it. I personally feel that that would almost give you a caveat to throw it in the effort bucket for the rest of the week and be like, well, I didn't do it on Monday, so I'm not going to do it. I'm probably not going to do it for the rest of the week. And this, me just saying that reminds me of being at school. And I think I said this in my last one, when I was told that I was 113th out of 113 girls, well, I just thought, well, that's where I'm staying. <laughs> I'm not trying because I failed. So there you go. Uh, sorry, slight tangent. Welcome to my brain. Um, so yeah, you've, you've got that decision to make. And you can either tell me or your coach that you couldn't do it. But I suggest you change couldn't to wouldn't because you can. There is always a way. And we have a decision to make. And I urge you, if you have these points in your day 
when you can either make the change and feel better or stay the same and spiral, if that's the kind of person you are, that you take a lot of time to consider your actions and whether that is going to derail you completely or whether you are the person that is like, no, it's fine, I can be okay tomorrow and then take action on that. Um, We know that, for example, when we talk about fat loss, typically if you have a fairly poor diet, um, very ultra processed, you don't really think about what you're eating. And I mean, I think a lot of people, we eat a lot of carbs. So let's say that you're somebody who just like loves bowls of pasta for dinner. And then you get put on a, you sign up with a coach like me and I'm like, okay, I want you to eat five portions of fruit and veg a day. And I want you to eat 30 plants a week. I want you to increase your protein. Oh, and here's a calorie amount. You will naturally possibly in the first week or two lose quite a lot of weight, especially if you have less carbs because you are not getting the water with it. And so you can lose, some people will lose. I mean, I remember when I first started quote unquote dieting, I think I lost six pounds in a week. And I was like, oh my God, I've lost six pounds. But obviously a lot of that was water. To be honest, I'd say like five and a half pounds of it would have been water. But either way, it's motivating because you're like, brilliant, what I'm doing is working. And this is going to be the same whatever diet you get put on. And it's why restrictive diets work, because they restrict you so severely um, and therefore you will lose a lot of weight. But we've, we will talk about stuff like that on another episode. But if you are on a sort of um, a sustainable, all-inclusive diet, like I would encourage you to be on, where you eat everything that you want to while focusing on getting your fiber in, your protein um, and a health Um, looking at things, your diet from a health perspective, you will lose a lot of weight potentially at first and then you will hit a plateau when your water weight has gone and you start to get into the real fat loss phase of starting things, which takes time. Um, Is it one kilo of fat is about seven and a half thousand, seven and a half thousand calories? So you would have to be in a seven and a half thousand calorie deficit to lose a kilo of actual fat and this is why it's helpful to look at fat loss rather than weight loss because weight loss is everything fat loss is just fat loss but then we can't always tell that because we can't actually see in our bodies but anyway so you've hit your plateau and well that's not fun is it i mean you could be plateauing despite being in a deficit for like two weeks and oh god that's so demotivating um I completely understand that, especially if we are focusing on the scales rather than feelings. Again, that's for another episode. Um, So you are going to, on a diet, you are going to plateau and you're going to feel like what you're doing isn't working. And it's kind of the same when we're talking about building muscle and strength. You can be like, I don't know, deadlifting, double your body weight, and all of a sudden you can't even lift half your body weight or it's a struggle. And you're like, well, that's not, that's not right because last week I was doing double body weight deadlifts and now I can't even do body weight deadlifts like without struggling. 
but that's because nothing's ever linear and you are going to experience peaks and troughs and it's just keeping going and it comes back and you grow and you sink and you grow and you think like a wave. So combating it, in my opinion, is working on our daily habits and understanding that it's okay to be a bit grey sometimes, so long as you keep going. The key to success in almost anything is consistency. If you miss a day, you know what, that's okay. And for me, miss two days, mm -mm, that's not okay. I don't like that. Um, sometimes the weekends are sometimes a struggle for me. If I don't do two, if I don't do exercise on either of those days, that's not good. I like to exercise. So it's setting your own personal boundaries and rules as to what you're going to let yourself get away with in want, want of a better word. Um, it's okay to be messily consistent so long as you are consistent if you are get to get to the point and I have experienced this with people on my program they'll have like two weeks and they'll feel good and then it becomes tricky because they are not losing and things are not happening as quick as they can or they have one setback and they disappear and it's so hard to then come back but you can come back you just have to make the decision that the next day is going to be the day when you get back on it you can keep avoiding it but the longer you avoid it the more procrastination the more difficult it is to start you've just got to start we also see this a lot with people who come back to the gym when they've had a baby it's so frustrating because you are so far, much further back than you want to be because you have grown a child an actual human with grown in your womb and then you pushed it out which is very taxing on the body so you've just got to build up but the longer you leave it the more difficult it is the less motivated you are and then you get to that point of extreme low low um motivation that it's almost motivating basically the hitting of rock bottom okay so now let's just talk about in the moment motivation tips that help me and may help you there's not actually that many because the reality is you've just got to get in the driving seat and go but my first one is um from mel robbins and it is literally to put your phone down big deep breath five four three two one and just get on and do it let you know, imagine you're Want, you need to clean the house and you've been scrolling on Instagram for apparently an hour and a half. You feel a bit like crap because you've weirdly seen how clean other people's houses are. And you just need to call yourself out, stop what you're doing, put your phone down. And she says in her book that one day she just imagined a rocket blasting off and she just got up and got on with it. And that is literally the only way to do things is to get on and actually do them. So five, four, three, two, one, go. Don't think about it. The moment we think and the moment we feel, the moment that we then have a little argument going on in our head as the doing and the thinking and the feeling, you know, we then, we're then hesitant, it's way more difficult. It's like getting up in the morning, the alarm goes off, just sit up, get out of bed because, and I think I'm probably stealing this phrase from her book, but you would probably rather feel like you want to stay up stay up, stay wrapped up like a human burrito 
than get out and do a workout or get up and get the kids their breakfast. Um, so five, four, three, two, one, and do it. One for working out and cleaning, which I like to use, is to put on music that makes me want to move. So like music that would have been on in um, Vodka Revs when I was 16, 17, um, that, you know, you still know all the words to, uh, that just gets you going, that just makes you feel good, whatever that is. Make yourself a playlist on Spotify. But to be honest, you can go in and search like music to motivate or music to clean the house to, and someone's already got it. And you've got sync, and you're suddenly feeling good or a bit of Backstreet Boys. And all of a sudden your energy levels have got, got up a little bit and you need to take action when that happens. You've got to go. Another one is having an accountability buddy or calling a friend. If you have a friend that you know will give you a good pet talk or somebody that you can reach out to that's going to be kind to you if you can't do it to yourself or if you're part of a community, this is where online coaching, group coaching comes in amazingly handy. Put yourself out there, tell them, pop it in your WhatsApp group. I am not feeling like I want to do this. And all of a sudden, all these cheerleaders appear and they can motivate you. And they're like, show me your sweaty selfie when you're done. I want to see it. And that may just elevate you enough to get you out of the sofa, get your workout gear on and go and lift some weights. Even if it's not perfect, it's something. And doing it is going to give you the confidence. You can also give yourself a treat at the end. And I say treat fairly loosely, and I'm actually doing that to myself right now. I have said that Thursdays are my long run days, and I'm going to go out for a run, but I needed to do this. So my treat for doing the podcast, which is something that I really do need slash want to do, but I was procrastinating, I am treating myself by running afterwards. So I think I've spoken about this before with habit stacking. So once I've done the podcast, then I can enjoy my run. Because if you're procrastinating, you are avoiding doing a task. So they are my um, in-the-moment motivation hacks. And I think you've got to just take action. There aren't many, and not everything is going to work. You just have to do it. Okay, now I'm going to move on to the slightly bigger picture, more long-term ways that you can sort of tap into yourself and... Um, get yourself moving without motivation, which would, I suppose in turn does create motivation. Um, so a lot of it does involve going quite deep and really asking yourself a lot of questions um, because ultimately you are the creator of your life and the driver of the car of life and it's really helpful when going on a journey to understand where you're headed. Otherwise, you just go and run around in circles, which is not very motivating. So there's a lot of research to show that journaling is very helpful for getting your goal, setting and getting your goals. Even just 10 minutes a day, writing down what's going on in your head and what happens in your day and noticing your patterns and figuring yourself out and calling yourself out 
Let's say you have a fat loss goal and you need to restrict your food somewhat to reach it, but it doesn't happen. You continuously overeat. And so if you are unable to be mindful, which you clearly are, when it comes to the end of the day, I'd ask you to reflect on that. What happened? What? How do you feel now you've done it? Write it down on paper. It's all well and good thinking these things, but we forget what we think. However, when we put pen to paper, it makes it more real and we can also reflect back on it. You know, six months down the line, if you've journaled for six months, you can look back six months and think, geez, I was not in a good place then, but wow, I am so proud of myself now for doing all these things to help myself to figure out what I'm what is going on do you just want to be plodding through life in the passenger seat and letting other things happen to you or getting on with it figuring yourself out understanding what's going on the things that are affecting you and work work them out and move forward from them um the next one is understanding what is your goal but also more importantly, why it is your goal. So a lot of people have, you know, quite substantial fat loss goals, for example. And I don't necessarily think it's good enough to have, oh, I just want to fit in my clothes or I just want to look good on my wedding day or whatever it is, because that's quite shallow and it's just a look, it's extrinsic. Whereas if we actually look intrinsically, how does it make you feel? What do you want to be able to feel and do when you lose weight? So it could be from taking yourself from a BMI of obese into healthy, which is so different from just fitting into clothes. It's actually putting yourself at way less risk of diseases. It could be I want to be able to feel like I can run after my three-year-old and he's not running circles around me and I'm not out of breath. I want to be able to walk up the stairs. And why? What is it deep down that makes you feel so terribly unhappy with how you are right now? What has happened? What is it that you want to feel? Not look like. Nobody cares what you look like other than you. You're the people that are most important to you love you regardless. So what is it that you want to feel? Do you actually want it? Is the reason why it is unachievable for you is because it is just a look and you don't actually want it. Like, honestly, are you, do you really want to lose 10 kilos? Are you really willing to put that work in to say no to the things you don't want just so that you look a different way. This is something that I personally struggle with. Um, not a struggle, but I had to come to terms with is that actually I'm not willing to put that work in and I'm very happy as I am. And that just makes things so much easier. I'm exercising for health, not for losing weight. I'm eating for health, not just for losing weight. Um, yeah, are you really willing to put that work in? Is the sacrifice or the compromise worth the result for that, for the feeling? Are you going to feel any different? Um, 
it, you know, it's all well and good when you first start something and, and you're saying, oh, I'm going to work out three to four times a week. I'm not going to eat any junk food. I'm not going to have a social life because I want to be, I want to be 50 kilos. I want to be 52 kilos. I want to be really, really lean or whatever it might be that your goal is. Is that actually realistic? Or are you setting yourself up for a lack of motivation because that is just too much? Go bigger picture. What do you want to feel? And how is that? How are your actions going to support that? We also need to look at the much bigger picture. So let's say you have a lot of body weight to lose, body fat to lose, should I say, and you're overwhelmed by it. You, you're just overwhelmed by how much you've got to do. You're stood at the bottom of this huge mountain and it just feels too big. You'd rather stay where you are. You feel that you just can't achieve that. There is no way. And if it's that that's bothering you, I say, break it down into micro goals. Let's say you have a lot of kilos to use. Just go kilo at a time. And maybe every time you get to a mini goal, you allow yourself a treat of some kind. And I'm not saying a treat as in food, but some form of treat. Maybe it would be um, getting yourself a new sports outfit or going out for dinner with your other half or just something to help you extrinsically and but that will also give you the confidence every time you achieve a mini goal make them mini make them mini and make them achievable to build up your confidence and to keep the motivation going it's very overwhelming when you feel that you are just there's just no way that you can achieve this huge huge goal because you've probably set yourself a very small time period for it as well let's say it is a lot of weight maybe it's 20 30 kilos and you're like, well, I'll do that in, in, in six months. It's so unrealistic that that would happen. But we want instant gratification. We want it quickly. We want it now. And that is all we want. Don't want to put the work in. So break it down bit by bit, day by day, just doing a little bit better. Just trying, being consistent, knowing it's going to be grey sometimes, but just keep going. Just putting one foot in front of the other. And I did just mention instant gratification and I do think it's hindering us as well. So we live in this generation where we put up a photo and instantly we are filled with likes and instant dopamine and we want quick fat loss. We want, we don't want, we want, you know, six weeks shred for summer. We want to lose however much. We want it done in six weeks. We want it done today. You know, think about Amazon Prime. Once upon a time, we had to wait for a delivery. Now it can be delivered the same day. We are that impatient. So impatient. And when it comes to our health and our physiques and muscle and fat loss, it takes so much time. And it's so tempting to try new diets and get alone and to keep... Uh, and to enter instead of saving, getting loans out because we want it now. We want a quick fix. We don't want to put the work in. But that's not where sustainable results come from. It's why people yo-yo diet. You get to where you want to be really quick and it's not sustainable. You haven't worked on your habits. You haven't worked on the overall goal of how you want to feel. And so you end up worse 
even further back than where you were because you end up spiraling. You haven't actually put the work in. And all these are actually really demotivating. It's the opposite. And you constantly feel like you're on this long cycle of yo-yoing and not feeling great about yourself. We are where we are now and we cannot change the past. It's done. It's happened. But we can rewrite the future because the rest is still unwritten by what we do now. So our actions today are are a vote towards our future self, future in a day, future in a week, future in six months, future in six years, future when we're 80. And if something is worth doing, it is going to take time and it is going to take discipline. Now, I also wrote the um, definition of discipline and I actually don't like it. Um, It is the practice of training people or yourself to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, I like it all apart from the punishment side of things because why would we want to punish ourselves? We need to be nicer to ourselves. But I do agree somewhat with the practice of training ourselves to obey our rules or codes of behavior. If we actually want something, we have to be able to train ourselves to obey the rules. Um, but also like I say, a little bit against it because we also need to enjoy life. But if we can't stick to what we actually want. So let's say we have actually figured out our goals, that we want to do this for this reason. If we can't stick to what we actually want for our best interests, we just end up feeling frustrated with ourselves and down and like we we can't do anything. No confidence. Um, Speed bumps are going to happen. Like bad stuff is going to happen to you and your friends, and your family, you are not always going to be on top of everything. But as long as you show up every day and just try, like I like the image, uh, I think I've reposted it a few times on Instagram, of as long as every day you are giving 100% of whatever you have, that is consistency. And now some days, that's a full cup that you're able to give it. But the next day, 100% might be 10% of what you actually had, but you gave it. And that is just going to keep breeding confidence and motivation and consistency. And the more you keep doing it, the more it just becomes a part of your life and your daily habits. We can literally rewire our brains. So if there is something that you are doing now that you don't like, but you feel that you can't stop, That is not true. With consistent change, your brain rewires so that that the desired behavior becomes the normal behavior. But it takes time. You can't do a diet for, I don't know, 20 days and expect that you're forever going to live that way. It takes a long time. But it is so powerful to know that we can rewire them. And To do that, it's very helpful so that you have, knowing you as a person, to set up your system and your environment for success. So whatever that is going to look like, 
we are all really different and we all act in different ways. We all have different triggers. We all um, just respond differently to different things. And it is knowing how to set it up for your own success. So I could give you so many examples for that. And it also depends on the, air quotes, problem area. If there is something that gets you, knocks you back, maybe you scroll too much on your phone, speaking to myself here, that it makes you procrastinate so bad that you then end up doing nothing. Okay, let's use that as an example. You put your phone into do not disturb or you hide it. You know, even if your phone is out, your brain is thinking about it. Put it away if that's the problem. If your problem is that you constantly overeat biscuits, put them somewhere where you cannot reach them. Um, if your problem is that when you get back from the school run and you're supposed to go to the gym, that you end up, uh, let's say, I don't know, I'm going to use scrolling the phone again, or watching Loose Women, don't put loose women on when you get back in. Get back in, do something else, and then go. Or just just getting on with it. Like, if you zoomed out and watched what you were doing, what would you think about yourself when you're avoiding? Would you think, what is she doing? Get on with it, girl. You are so capable. There is so much time in the day, yet you are wasting so much of it. If it is... I'm trying to think of another example. <laughs> Um, I always use myself because I am the queen of procrastinating and doing things I shouldn't do. Um, I've done biscuits and I've done the gym. Oh, cleaning the house is something I don't want to do. So I do it first before I do something else. There are just so many ways that you can set up your systems and environment to help you get there. So it's not working against you. If every day you come home and you're, you're walking again, you know, you're walking the wrong way up an escalator, it's going to take you quite a long time to get to the top. And it might take a while to set up your house and your systems and the people around you to help you get there. But it is worth doing the investment in the beginning so that the end bit is easier. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. I hope you have found this helpful. If you have, and I think I say this in my outro, please screenshot it and tag me so that I know that you've listened. I'm so grateful for everybody for listening. And that is it. So now I'm going to go on my really long run and get super sweaty. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at ellie.t.pt. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from.